Hey everyone, we are back with a new episode of the EVH Media Podcast. Today we got ourselves a very special guest. He recently signed with an agency and declared for the 2022 NBA Draft, Jacob Young. Congratulations, man. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Definitely. So uh, let's talk really quick about what you're doing now. Of course, how have the last couple of weeks been for you just in terms of, I mean, what you're doing preparing for the pre-draft, leaving Oregon, starting training, and things like that. Lots of exciting things for you happening right now. Yeah, it's a lot of exciting things, you know, just uh, taking it one day at a time, trying to uh, just get ready for these workouts that are coming up. Uh, I don't have any as of now, but uh, yeah, just taking it one day at a time, uh, lifting, uh, make sure I get my lifts in, you know, just getting work in, you know, just these couple of weeks has just been just getting to the grind, you know, went to Tampa Bay. That was a grind. That was a great experience. You know, got to showcase what I can do in front of uh, scouts and stuff. But these these past couple of weeks has been tough. It's been a real grind, and just trying to stick to it. You know. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk a little bit about that for all of those who don't know the Tampa Bay Pro Combine is where a place where a lot of scouts go and basically check out the top collegiate players of this past season. Of course, you were there with Oregon. So talk to me a little bit about how was that experience for you just getting to compete with, I know that Ronaldo Segu from the University of Buffalo, he was there, good friend of the show, Noah Holcher from Providence. So there was like really high quality players. How did you feel competing against them? Did you feel comfortable? Did you find some challenges at times or how was that for you? Uh, I feel comfortable. You know, we all, we all are uh, just trying to showcase our skills. We all, they all great basketball players. It was, I was very comfortable though. Just, just, just getting the field of playing with more guys who are like competing to compete for the same thing that I am. You know, it was just, it wasn't challenging, but it was like, a, like, I liked it. You know, I feel like we all belong and I feel like it was like a great experience. And, feel like we all, you know what I'm saying, we all got, you know what I'm saying, I didn't really know, I didn't really know those guys and like just being with them for a couple of days was cool and competing against them and just, you know, meeting new people and seeing how, what they're about and, you know, I enjoyed it. And and how was that for you? Is it is it mostly just a little bit about competing against each other and playing pickup games or is it only one game throughout the entire week or how does it work specifically? So when, uh, when we first got there, we were just doing like drills and stuff like that and, uh, the stuff we were going to be doing on the days that the scouts were going to be in there. So we had, uh, the first day we just got shots up and uh, opened, and then it was like free shots for whatever guys wanted to do. And then the second day uh, was uh, pretty much the same thing, but uh, they had two sessions. I was on the second day. I wasn't on the first day, but they had two sessions. Uh, so that next day I just worked out and just uh, stuck around the hotel and the arena. And then... Um, the next day we worked out in front of the scouts and stuff and we did the same thing that we did on monday and tuesday in front of the scouts and you know we played uh one-on-ones we played uh three on three and uh we shot the ball we did a lot of shooting drills in front of the scouts but that was really much it and then uh, on the last day we played a game nice there was two games set up yeah Nice. So, I mean, as as you were saying, pre- as as well as I previously mentioned, you've signed with an agency. Uh, Scott Nichols is the is the agent that it will be representing you now. What comes into consideration for a professional athlete when it's time to sign with an agent? Is it people who recommend it for you, or how you feel specifically with that person or in that environment, or is there more to it? Uh, you know, for me, it's building a bond. You know, Scott Scott has been my guy for couple of years now like 
we hadn't even we weren't even talking about him being my agent. Like he wanted like we we talked about it, but like it was more like he just liked me as a player and as a person. And to me, it's about relationships and who's really gonna uh, be in your your best interest. And that was pretty much what I seen for. And in this my decision to sign on with Scott, uh, we had a bond like not bond, but like we we were connected and we we've been connected for a couple of years. So I trust him, and you know that was pretty much it with that. Nice. So for you who are at this national spotlight, you've been at three different NCAA programs. We'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But talk to me about that, the importance of building relationships for you just for the future. And when did you notice that this was something that was that is actually important as your career goes on and, and as you get older? Uh, you know, I noticed that about a couple of years ago because, you know, one day the ball is going to stop bouncing in. You know, you build those connections and stuff. You know, you might, you never know, you might end up with those guys again doing something else to, to make, you know, what I'm saying to do what you love. You know, might be coaching. Might one of them might have coaching jobs. You know, something like that. You might be coaching with each other or something like that. So, you know, I just live with bond. Like I like like the connection. Like you don't just meet people and just yeah, I'll just click. Like I like like actually knowing you and seeing like what you're really about. Just stuff like that, you know, so you can feel comfortable. Would you say you are an introverted person? Just like talking to talking to a lot of people and I mean, just having a conversation <laughs> with anyone or is it more than you'd like to keep things for yourself and just trust like your your circle? I mean, I just I really stay in my lane, but like, you know, I'm very outgoing. Like I, I talk to people, you know, I, have a, I like to smile, I like to laugh. So my personality is great. So like. You know, I just really just go off other people's vibes and how and how they act, and then I, I base how they act, and then I, I give them the side the side that I want to give them. Yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. That's great yeah. for sure. Uh, so, what are some of the things outside of basketball that you like doing? Just like that, you would like to do as a career in the future, or what was your major at uh, in in college and things like that? I mean, my my major was uh, sports management, but I. Outside of, I just want to really just stick around the game, you know, just give, give the younger youth, like as I get older, just give them my experience and what I know about basketball and what I know about the game and what I've picked up from just being a, just being an athlete, you know, just being, being around the game and just, you know, that's really my main focus of after basketball and, you know, kind of, I'm going to start playing golf, you know. <laughs> Are you good at playing golf though? I'm all right, you know, I got a little work, but you know, <laughs> Nice. I've been, work, I've been working on basketball all my life, but you know, I, I'm trying to do a few things outside the court that are just, you know, something I'm a, uh, can do for a long time. Like golf, you just swing it. I know it's probably more than that, but like that should probably something else that I would like, like that I would like to do in the future, other than basketball. Yeah, definitely. That's one of your perspective. Love that, man. Uh, so your brother Joe, good friend of the show, played in the G League this season. Uh, you've been training with him ahead of the pre-draft. Uh, what are some of the things that he has told you just in terms of advice or things like that about this process, especially because he went through it a couple of years ago when he was drafted? Mm -hmm. uh, he told me just to stick with it, you know, just just keep working. Like, you only control what you can control. And he just, he basically gave me advice. He gives me a lot of advice. He's been giving me advice since... Since I was younger, when I decided I really wanted to play basketball, and, you know, I take that, I cherish that, and he's basically shown me different things in the game and how how it's done, like pros and how how the ball, how you move without the ball, like just stuff like stuff that pros do, like stuff that is going to be at the next level, you know. 
Yeah, that's really. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah, just being that, just being that big bro. You know, he's showing me the way. Yeah, definitely. What did you think about his G League season this year, and just about the entire like the competitiveness level that there is in the G League, which is like incredible. You know, so many players getting called up to the NBA. I've, personally, I feel like Joe should have been there this season. Unfortunately, he wasn't, but he will be back for sure. So, what do you think just about the level in the league? Um, I actually ask. Uh, Chris Finch, who is the Timberwolves coach, in a press conference this season, and he actually told me that he, he he feels like it is the third best league in the world in terms of talent. So, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. what do most, you think about that? Most definitely, like, no, like the G League is not it's not bad. Like you got to think about it. It's, in the NBA, it's only like three hundred some spots. It's, it's thousands and thousands of guys going for those same spots. You know, so it's nothing wrong. Like the G League is very competitive. There's a lot of talent in it, and To talk to my brother, I feel like my brother was—he killed the G League this year. Yeah, you know his opportunity will come, and that's another thing I learned from. He's strong, like he strong mentally. You know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't phase him. Phase him. He didn't get caught up. He just feels like like he's got more work to do to get there to get back because he's been there. He he definitely belongs. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to my guy Joey Buckets. Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my big bro, man. So uh, you were part of, as I previously mentioned, three different NCAA programs. How did those transitions from Texas to Rutgers to Oregon help you become the man you are today? Uh, you know, just, just I don't know, I, from like Texas, I just matured like going through Rutgers. I just seen more, you know, and as I, the more I was around, it was just like, you just, you just like to peak, like, like you're in different situations and You meet different coaches, different different teammates. And, you know, it was it was cool, like just uh, meet new people and uh, meet new teammates and fun playing with new guys. And you know, it was it was fun to travel around the United States. So I haven't been I hadn't been out of Texas until I transferred to Rutgers, and I really like the transition though from my uh, from from Texas to Rutgers. I feel like Rutgers is when I really really started loving basketball again. Like it really it got fun again, and you know, I just I really thought like. Uh, from from that point, like I can take this and try to do something with it, because you know I worked so hard for it, and but you know never know. I'm never gonna stop. I'm never gonna stop pushing. I'm gonna keep going. Nice, that's great, man, for sure. So during your senior season at Rutgers, you averaged career highs in points, assists, field goal percentage. Did you notice the improvement in your game as the season was going, or was it something that you had to stop after a good amount of games or a good stretch of the season, and you were like, "Damn, I'm really, I'm really healing out here." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it didn't it didn't click to me until like the ninth game. Like, I'm really balling out here. <laughs> Love I that. I was really like that summer. Like last summer, I was I was working hard. That summer with the grind was just different. Like, and last summer the grind was different, but that was the summer like. The grind was different. I was locked in, and I feel like I, I can, I can all, I can do that again at the next level. You know, just be that. Be I can do anything. Like just be that perfect guy and just play that role. Because I know for the rest of my career, I'm gonna be a role player. Especially if I get it, if I'm fortunate enough to get a chance in the NBA, foreign NBA teams. You know, just just learning how to, you know, what I'm saying play, play with other guys who has talent too. Definitely amazing, man. So that final season at Rutgers, you finished second in the Big Ten in steals, nine in field goal percentage. How do you think that helped you carry into your season at Oregon? And what other the schools were you looking at before transferring for your graduate year or your final year in in college basketball to Oregon? Uh, I mean, I was just I was just looking at 
Well, it was it was really just my assist to turnover ratio, and I feel like I I improved highly on that uh, my my senior year at Oregon, and that was my main focus to get a better assist to turnover ratio. And you know, uh, obviously I didn't shoot it that good this year, but you know I, I had more things I had to do, like just showing everybody I can play like the point guard spot. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like I did I did a decent, I did a great job with that. Uh, you know, things didn't happen like we wanted it to, but uh we all stuck together, you know, it was basketball, it's life. Stuff like that's gonna happen, it's just life. Just gotta move on and keep keep pushing. Yeah, so so how have the most recent weeks been for you? Just like it was it like as soon as the season was over, you moved out of Oregon, or did you stay there a couple more weeks before transitioning into your next step, which is now getting ready for pre-draft and things like that? Uh, I stayed I stayed there for a couple couple of weeks. Uh, I've been in Houston for a month and a half, but I still have my my house and stuff up there. So I'm not done. I'm still like in online classes working on my master's. So. Not right. up there yet. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I still, I'm still, I still go back and forth from Houston to Oregon. Uh, but, like, I did stay a couple of weeks, but I haven't been back in, like, two months now. And are you planning on ever going back? Oh, yeah, I got to go back. I got to get my stuff. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now, that that's great. Man, plus the fact that you are, I think that is amazing that, of course, you're working for pre-draft now, but the fact that you went through three different experiences at three different top programs plus you're able to finish with an undergrad degree and now a master's degree like that has to be amazing man big props to you for that because it is not easy to maintain that consistency both on the court and off the court on on, mm -hmm. on the classroom how how was that for you at on keeping on balancing things because i normally know that when kids are coming out of high school and things like that mostly you're more focus on the sport and less on academics. How was that for you being able to balance that at the highest level? Well, you know, just balancing is just, uh, you know, just staying maintained, you know, it comes with maturity. So I feel like I came maturity balancing it and you have to learn, you have to learn from yourself and uh, feel like you can learn from the way you balance, like the way you balance on and off the court. And, you know, my first couple of years in college, uh, I balanced it good, but uh, my last couple of years, I balanced it great because you figure out with yourself, like, what you like and what you don't like and how to balance it. Like, you know, more, more with time comes, you learn more. Definitely. That's amazing, man. So one final question uh, before I let you go, man. So when it comes for you now, pre-draft, at this point in the offseason, You, I mean, perhaps it's the biggest summer of your career so far. So what is it that you're working on? Is it like improving every aspect of your game a little bit? Or is it more about trying to become elite out of one specific thing? Uh, really just now is about what I can do. Like I have to be very, very consistent with it. So me right now, like I feel like I just got to make shots, you know. That would be my role at the next level, just making shots and uh, catching the shooting. And, you know, just being a point guard. But, you know, like, it's different in the NBA. Like, they have those guys already who are going to be the guys. So, you know, just, you know, just figuring out, figuring that out and figuring out that way. Nice. How do you think Pac-12 basketball help you transition into this into this next level? Uh, it, it, helped me, it helped me a lot because it's really a guards league, you know. The Big Ten at Rutgers, it was a big man's league, I feel. But the Pac-12 is a guards league, and uh It just got me used to playing against guards. Like, they're, like, you know, talent, they're real talented and quick and, you know, just as, just as fast, you know. And it was it was, it was was great. I mean, I feel like the Pac-12 was, was great. One of the top uh, 
conferences in the uh, in the country. I feel like the Pac-12 is really slept on. Like, really, I think more teams out of the Pac-12 should go to the NCAA tournament. Like, really. How many teams went to the NCAA tournament from the Pac-12 division? Two. Was it UCLA and who else? And uh, uh, UCLA and, uh, no, actually three. UCLA, USC, and Arizona. But I feel like we should get, like, five. Yeah, five. Should get like five, like yeah, like the ACC, the, the SEC, and the Big Ten, and the Big 12, they get all the votes. So, yeah, you know. definitely. So, would you say that this season at Oregon was the time where you had the ball in your hands the most amount of time since you were in high school, or would you say at Rutgers it was kind of the same? Uh, I guess, I guess it was kind of the same. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't like on the ball. Uh, as much on Air Rutgers, but uh, you know, I always um, uh, always had the ball in my hands, even at Texas, because you know I was always like was able to handle the ball. So you know, that wasn't like a hard transition. But I feel like at Oregon, I did handle the ball more because I was like the the guy who who they wanted to push the tempo and uh, just run this, like kind of run the show for us and get guys involved. You know, and that was pretty much my. Pretty much how I got us going this year, how we got going this year. I just try to pick up the tempo, and that was the re main reason why I had the ball in my hands more at Oregon. Nice. I just did what was best for us and best for, as a team. Would you say you feel it? Well, it's, I mean, I know that it is easier to get up for those big games, right? When you guys, <laughs> when you play UCLA at Poly Pavilion, where you when you go to when you host, I don't know, Berkeley or you host Washington. How is that for you when it comes to the middle of the season and you have to keep pushing, keep grinding, and perhaps it's not even the conference schedule yet, but how do you balance just your mental health and as well staying consistent on the basketball court? Uh you know, just just think about all the stuff that you did to get here so you know just got to keep it up you got to maintain and that's basically it you know you just got to maintain you just got to uh find your find your uh your program that you have like when you get shots up during the season to like balance it you know and what you're saying about getting up like playing those games like yeah anxious you be anxious <laughs> just for the next game when season is in you're anxious for the next game so you're always motivated so it's really like not balancing because you're just ready to play all the time like even We'll play a game on Thursday. I'll be ready to play Friday night. Like, like that's the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. So, one one last question before I let you go. So, who is connected to the speaker in the workouts when you were at Houston? Is it you or your brother? Who's gonna Who's gonna do what? Who's Who's gonna connect to the speaker? Who's gonna play the music for the workouts? Uh, me. I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play the music. Yeah. yeah. What What do you listen to? Uh, but you know, I got I got my vibe. We got We listen to the same music though. What do you like? Uh, I mean, I like, you know what I'm saying, I like the, the high guy, I like the, the guys that are out right now, Lil Baby, you know, Drake, I mean, I, I, I like I like some old school, like Nipsey, I got I, I got a lot, I really listen to everybody, I listen to all type of music, you know. Yeah, definitely. That came, that came with just maturity and just growing up and just moving to new places, you know, I was, I was in Texas all my life, so everybody listened to like the Midwest, and I went to the East Coast, and then we had like Pop Smoke, and no but but that's great man the fact that i mean you at the beginning of your college career you were so perhaps i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't say close-minded but you were so focused on perhaps one type of of music or one specific genre 
And as you transition into diff into new experiences and things like that, you became perhaps more versatile with your music as well. You know, the things that you're listening to as well. Yeah. That that's yeah. great, man. So hey, that's all I got for you today, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I truly appreciate it, man. I know you're gonna it's gonna be a big summer for you and whatever the destiny has for you, I know it's gonna be great and you're gonna be doing great, man. Congrats for that, eh? Appreciate it. Thank you, yeah. man. Eh? Have a good one. Yeah, Thanks no all. Thanks yeah. also to all the listeners for tuning into another episode of the EDH Media Podcast. Have a good one. Yeah. All right, my dad.